welcome to Managing Files. I'm Emma. Be the best leader you can be with Managing Fires Radio. Welcome to Managing Fires Radio. This is the Managing Fires Radio podcast from ManagingFires.com. Be an amazing leader. Get the tools, tips, and techniques that you need to be amazing. Stick around. Hello, welcome to Managing Fires Radio. This is Matt Oliver. I'm a little somber this morning. Uh, it's uh, Thursday, October 3rd at about 8.19 in the morning. Uh, many of you may have seen on the national news on October 2nd at around 2.15, 2.30 in the afternoon, there was a horrific bus crash that involved a tractor trailer and an SUV on Interstate 40 in East Tennessee. As of now, there are eight fatalities in the accident. You know, in 16 years in emergency services, um, many of them here in East Tennessee, uh, in a major market that includes Knoxville, I've seen a lot of bad, um, just horrific accidents. This was quite possibly the worst that I've seen. Even further is that a family member of mine is one of eight. I am... First, let me say that I, I was not close with this with with this person, and um, I my heart is simply breaking for uh, my cousin Jamie. Her brother-in-law w- was the one of eight, and um, a young man taken before his time. Um, no parent should ever have to bury a child. And I I just, uh, I don't know what really to say about that. So let me move forward and talk to you a little bit about a subject we've already talked about, and that is customer service. I, um... I was at the accident yesterday, not working, but but as family, which was out of my element. Uh, you know, normally we jump in our rigs and we head to the scene of hurt where folks need help. And I, I normally it's it's our job to be there and have our our head about ourselves and have our mind straight and and you know it's i think many times we we put the shield around ourselves so that we can do our job if we involve ourselves um mentally in the emergency so our we allow our mind 
to hit an emergency mode where we feel like we're involved or our family is involved, we wouldn't be very efficient with our job of saving lives. And so I, I guess where I'm, I'm headed with that is that if we don't, we don't get involved like that normally. You know, normally you jump in your rig and you head over there, you evaluate, you form a plan and you take action on that plan. Um, that is the, the process by which I operate. But yesterday, I was not that person. I didn't show up on a rig. Um, I, you know, a matter of fact, I picked my cousin up on the east side of Knoxville and drove her as fast as I could to get to the accident, which was 30, 40 miles away. She was going there so she could see her husband and father-in-law who were in a vehicle behind the accident and watch the whole thing occur. And so I get there using a little bit of, um, I guess, persuasion with the law enforcement that had the interstate shut down and they allowed me to drive past the shutdown and on an open stretch of interstate where no other vehicles were so that we could get to the accident. And she could get to her husband, but, you know, I get there and all of a sudden I'm not one of those who um, are in the know. I get there and I'm trying to process what's going on and I don't feel in my element. Again, I've answered many, many, many motor vehicle accidents and... You know, you, you get there, and again, you, you you take stock of what's going on, you process it, you form a plan, and you take action. But yesterday, I I wasn't able to, to do that. And I would even go so far as to say, I, I didn't know what was going on. I felt like I could not process it as I usually do. My brain would not process it. And I I was just taking information that was given to me, which is out of the ordinary. I usually seek it out. Um, I did not see any, at the time, did not see any rhyme or reason to what was occurring. It was still an active scene. And by that, I mean there was lots going on in an effort to stabilize the, the, the whole emergency. The tractor-trailer was still on fire. The actual trailer was. Uh, All medical aid had been rendered, but there were still lots going on. And I was just having a hard time processing it. And so, I really, when I look back and think, I feel like that put me with the normal Folks, um, I, I, I believe that my brain switched tracks and was not able to shut itself off or, or shut out the hurt or pain like it normally would, and which made me vulnerable. Um, 
maybe made me able to be agitated easier or um or slightly more emotional than normal and where i'm going with this is that i want to thank the tennessee highway patrol for a an amazing job with supporting family members and those involved in the in the crash uh, in in a beyond professional manner and so in a recent in a recent podcast we talked about um we talked about customer service and how doing little things can go a long way for your organization and so I'm going to real quick attempt to explain how Tennessee Highway Patrol took care of us. And then I'm going to go further and explain how that benefits them. And they, they don't even realize it. There were probably, I'm just guessing, 20 troopers, Tennessee Highway Patrol troopers, that were on scene of the accident. Some were controlling um, traffic and victims. Some were already involved in the investigation. Some were facilitating um, uh, uh, between those two different um, uh, phases of the crash. You know, between between the investigation and 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 helping fire and rescue get done what they need to get done. There were lots. Some were uniform. Some were not. And. I can't help but acknowledge the fact that these men and and I would say women but at, at the time there were not then there were not any there so forgive me ladies uh these men were the most professional and compassionate law enforcement officers I've dealt with in 16 years and that's saying a lot because I realize that law enforcement has to put up this barrier and this persona so that they can get their job done. They, they don't, if you know a, a, a law enforcement officer and you've never seen him at work, you would be surprised at the personality that he or she has at work. It's not the same person you know at your in, that, that lives next to you in your neighborhood, at your barbecue. It's a completely different person. And they have to be that way while they're at work. But... I I can't I I'm absolutely blown away at the at the professionalism these men had. Um, at the same time, somehow they were beyond compassionate. At one point, reaching out to embrace one of my family members to say I'm sorry and let me do some things to help you begin your process of grieving. We often think that law enforcement are out to get us. These men were not. Uh, Law enforcement is not out to get you ever. But it may feel that way, but in this situation and scenario, it was not that case at all. No one felt that way. Um, In fact... They were attempting to facilitate us leaving 
the scene so that the family could begin its process elsewhere and get out of that place where they had felt so much pain, but also to facilitate the investigation of the, of the accident, of the crash. Um, you know, with folks running around and trying to ask questions all the time, it's, it's, it, it, it hinders progress. And so I would like to thank the Tennessee Highway Patrol for the most professional and compassionate staff that I could ever imagine. Um, it's difficult, and, and at some point I, I realized this at the crash, it's difficult many times for us, though the responders, to understand the position that the family is in or that victims are in that were involved in, in things, in, in events such as a fire or a medical emergency that was significant or a crash like this. It's difficult to understand what the family is doing and, and find a way to do your job, but also to care for the victims. And, you know, we teach it. Hey, you've got to be, you got to show some compassion and attempt to say the right things to the family. And you don't always know what those are, those right things. Um, but also you have to do your job. You have to continue to do your job and, and resolve the, the incident. And so it's, while it's difficult to do that, they succeeded beyond any expectation I ever had. Where I go with that is that that's customer service. That is customer service at its absolute best. One of the troopers said, hey, would you like a soda? Let me get you a soda for something to drink to, to provide some comfort measure for you. And, and my family member said that would be great. And the trooper said, well, darn, the, the cooler with all of that is on the other side of the accident. And he said, you know what? Hold on. And he went to his, his cruiser, his, his police car right there, and grabbed an unopened can of Pepsi and brought it up to the family member and said, I'll just go replace mine later on from that cooler. He wasn't out anything, but he provided that, that comfort measure for the family. I know it's simple and trivial, but it makes a difference, folks. And you've got to understand that it makes a difference. Because now, I see the Tennessee Highway, Highway Patrol in, in a light that I've never seen them in before. Because I always feel like they're out there trying to give me a ticket. And so when it comes time next year for them to tell the, the governor that they need a budget increase, and there's, there's some question about it, and, or, or there's some opposition, I can firmly stand up, and say, no, opposition, you need to stand down. I am in support of the Tennessee Highway Patrol because I know what great work they do. And so you've got to understand in your organization that you, you, you need to allow your people to do things like that. 
And much of this comes from training. I, I will say that much of this comes from training, but much of it comes from experience as well. And so that's where you as a leader have to show your staff how to be compassionate and how to care and how to provide good customer service. And if that means staying on scene 30 extra seconds so that you can give someone a hug, or if that's not your thing, staying on scene an extra 30 seconds to ensure that that someone's got what they need, it doesn't have to be at a horrible crash. It could be at a, you know, maybe you went and somebody was locked out of their vehicle and you helped them get back in their vehicle. Maybe you could stay on scene an extra 30 seconds to make sure that they're able to get in their vehicle and calm down for just a minute and they are able to leave. I'm not saying that people are going to notice that every time, but people will notice it. And when it comes time that your organization needs something that's going to benefit you, probably, those folks are going to remember that time and they are going to stand up loudly and be your biggest supporter. And it didn't cost you any money. It really didn't cost you any time or any skin off your back. And so that's where we need to understand. And and I'll be the first to tell you, I have forgotten this more times in my career than I'd like to think about. But every time I'm reminded of it, I think, wow, what a powerful tool that we have. You have a captive audience that you can do things for. They're not going anywhere. They're stuck at the scene of, of an incident that they're most likely involved in. And you're there to provide help, but not just not just save a life, do some CPR, or cut somebody out of a car, or put a fire out. But you're there for that palliative care, uh, or you're there to ensure that they've got what they need to begin rebuilding their lives. And so remember, you don't need a buffet to serve to them. You may not have a blanket to give someone on a cold night. But you may have a Snickers bar, and you may have a warm seat in your vehicle or your fire engine that they can sit in for just a minute and, and, and send a text message to a family member or make a phone call so they can begin rebuilding their lives. Folks, it's so simple to, to do these things, and they will pay dividends. There's some great stories that, that Chief Rick Lasky has about these and and one of them, uh, and, and I won't go into the story, but one of them involves them putting a gentleman in their fire truck. Now, they didn't go there for an accident, as I recall. They just saw a gentleman, they stopped to help, and, and he needed to get somewhere on time. And they said, you know what, get in our fire truck, we'll take you. It was important that he make this meeting or, or whatever the case was. I'll let Chief Lasky talk about it, and I'll make a note to ask him about it. Things like that make a huge difference. Improve your staff by empowering them to do these things. Empower them. You have to empower them. They cannot be afraid that they're going to spend an extra minute or two on scene after the accident is cleared up. They can't be afraid to do that. Otherwise, your customer service is not the best it can be. So you must empower your staff to provide that customer service. So let me leave you with this. 
Remember that when you're responding, you're in a different mindset. I've proven it. I was in a different mindset yesterday, and I could not process things appropriately. So remember that these people may be, when they're not involved, may normally be able to process these events and react appropriately. And remember that when they are involved, they can't do that or may not be able to do that. And you have to take that into account when you're, when you're dealing with folks. And then second, leaders, you must empower your staff and your, empower your organization to provide the best customer service that you can. What's two minutes out of your day? Remember that while it may not be your emergency, it is someone's emergency. Folks, thanks so much. I know it was a somber episode. I, uh, my family is hurting right now, and they will move forward and begin to rebuild. Thank you. I'm I'm really, truly at a loss at this point. So, folks, thanks so much for um, joining me today. It's an important message. If you liked it, uh, hit us on Facebook and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash managingfires. Let me know on Twitter what you think about it. It's at managingfires. Check us out on the blog, managingfires.com. Remember, we're still building the site and... And it may not look exactly like we want it to look or function exactly like we want it to function, but the blog posts are there, folks. Share it with your friends. I appreciate it. Remember, you can be a better leader. You've got to stop, look, evaluate, form a plan, and take action on being a better leader every single day. Thanks so much.